People with Jason Pawlowski and our other host, Mr. Joshua Lowe. Yes, we are. Let's get it. We're glad to be here. Um, we don't care to have you. Thanks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love we this gr- guy. We're regretting this. We're like, man, he wants to be on the podcast. We can't tell him no, but we really don't want to do this. I, mean, I, guess I didn't. I guess I totally have to. Is the hat too much? <laughs> Hell no. The hat completes the ensemble. Those yeah. that are just listening. You'll have to go to our Facebook page and see a picture of this amazing hat that he's wearing. We are live. Come check us out now. What's the uh, what's the, the what's the uh, alter ego name? So I go by Confuse Us. It's my road name. Confuse. With the uh, U.S. Veterans MC. Confuse. So <laughs> no, it's Confuse Us. Confuse Us. But uh, on Instagram, I'm Warrior Sage Confuse Us and YouTube. I love that name. Warrior Sage what? Because Warrior Sage confuses. Uh-huh. It's something I strive to be. A mixture between the warrior and the sage, a philosopher, somebody who's skilled at violence but chooses to live peacefully. A choosing violence every day but maintaining control. So you're in the Marine Corps, I suppose. You can yes. start there. It's a good spot oh, yeah, to start. Yeah, yeah. So that I did four years in the United States Marine Corps. I was a cyber network operator. So I was a nerd. Is that, uh, a, is, that, is that still a Marine or what, what he was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every, mar- every Marine's a we right. All, we, all, uh, we all did our part. Absolutely. One hundred thousand percent. Because he always, he always gets on brown because he didn't go in combat. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tease him. I still hey, love I did peacetime uh, missions. I was on five. I worked on five naval vessels, but went out to sea on four of them. Oh, hey, I respect all you guys. You yeah. guys joined the Corps, and you could have uh, gone to battle any of you. So, yeah, I think you're all real. <laughs> I was just, I was just getting teased. But my influence to do that was through my father. A lot of it. Who was he a Marine? Gunny he was. Ski. Gunny Ski. A lot of people know him as Gunny Ski. There's a lot of Gunny Ski stories. He was. Uh, oh, we gotta have Gunny Ski on, Steve. Oh, you know it. Oh, that'd be awesome. He lives in Tulsa. Gene. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. We're gonna, we're yeah. gonna set that if up. If he wants to do it. Yeah. He's, so a, he's a reclusive guy. Hey, man, we've gotten quite a few that. reclusive guys on here. Jason, Austin, my brother Austin. Um, I can't hear my mic. I like that. Are you serious? I can't hear my mic. I have no snare in my headphones. Ooh, there we go. Can you hear me? Well, somebody always messes with you. Was that too much? No, it's the volume on that. Wow. Yeah, how's that? Intense. Is too loud? I, there's ants everywhere in our office. You're going to have to get sprayed. What the hell? I don't know, man. I'm going to have to call an exterminator. The Look, podcast studio has. Nice. I know. It's probably my son. He's very Oh, the dingus. Probably. Got yeah. it. Go ahead. Let's kick it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're getting <laughs> off track there. We're talking about ants in the studio. Um, so you joined because of him. Inspired well, I w- by him. Well, I was inspired by my father, but I always had a sense. Like, I wanted to serve... Um, 
so, I mean, I did ROTC in high school, and then I in college I did a little bit of that. Um, I ended up attempting to go to officer candidate school. Didn't quite work out, so I decided to enlist, and uh, went to boot camp in 2011, and that was October 2011. Got out October 2015. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And you did cybersecurity. Well, I was the job title was cyber network operator, so zero six fifty one. But the basically that was just a general IT specialist. We learned gotcha. a little bit of Cisco, a little bit of uh, Microsoft Server. It's crackling. Is it too loud. Test test. Oh, we got. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay, cool. All right, we're good. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, w- I worked on uh, Microsoft servers and Cisco. Routing, switching, and stuff like that. AKA Field ops. Skiffs. What's that? Skiffs. What's that? A skiff? A skiff? Did you go underground? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't do that. So get into detail what we did. What did you do with your Marine Corps? What else? Okay, could you put that on your that headphone on the other side of your computer? Because we'll have to pull that off. We ended up, well, I ended up getting stationed in Okinawa. So I was at the 31st MU, specifically Combat Logistics Battalion. Or 31st Combat, 31st, or COB 31. Combat Logistics Battalion 31, 31st MU. And so that's at Camp Hansen. And from there we'd punch out uh, in the, Paci- the Pacific Theater to uh, places like South Korea, Thailand, um, Australia, those places. And do joint operations with them. Uh, military training and set up, I mainly set up field ops, like a combat operations center, and did all the cabling, like data cabling or routing switching, or worked with the satellite gear that hooked up to the satellite. A lot of the satellite. comm networks? Yeah. Gotcha. Are you really loud, sir? Oh, yeah. I think someone messes, like maybe Atticus, someone's messing with you, because every time yours is messed up. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, my father-in-law did the same thing in the in, in the Navy. What signal intelligence? Uh, information security and cybersecurity, all that kind of stuff. So, that's like while I was on ship, I got to work more with the Navy IT. So like they would have their uh, communications room, and I would go in there, and they'd give us a server rack to work from. And have you ever been inside the war room? The war room? No. <laughs> well, it's not not while it's uh, underway. On a carrier, you talking about? Mm. You been in one? Were you on yeah. a carrier? Which carrier? I was on the LHQ. Fear Sarge. Fear Sarge. That's cool. USS. Wait, wait. What are they? Uh, what was that again? Huh? What word did that? 26 mil. 26 mil. So that's. Med float. Okay. Like. Out of Eastern Norfolk. Virginia. Uh, how cool is it? What are they doing? Um, on a 26 mil. So we were a 26 mil SOC. So special operations capable. So we had like force recon. We had SEALs. Um, and our job as a Mew in the Marine Corps was to pretty much back them up. So if they needed uh, search and rescue, or if they needed, uh, if there was a more forces needed, QRF, Quick Reaction Force, that's what our job was uh, to a golf company. Gotcha. And, um, but the coolest thing on that ship was the LCAC, landing craft. That's that's the uh, yeah, Hovercraft. Um, Did you like those? They're so bumpy. I definitely hit my head. The one time I rode in one, just 
ride in, into South Korea. They're sick. It's a good thing I wasn't wearing a helmet. Like but two turtles. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but they pack you in there pretty tight. Were you packed in tight? Oh, yeah. Like No air. I, th- I felt like I was suffocating. What's the other one? What's the other landing craft? I don't remember. There's, it's I like a boat. It has like a ramp in the front. But it's not, it doesn't float. I mean, it doesn't uh, hover. Where's the other? Are you talking about a LAB? Maybe. That's a vehicle. N- the landing boat. There's a, there are other landing boats. I only know the LCAC. I just I should remember. I yeah. don't remember. Double dog. All right, so tell us more about yourself, man. Tell me, tell everybody your story. Well, How old I'm are you? I'm 33. I'm from this area. So I was born are, in Tulsa. Are you single and ready to mingle? Yeah, I'm single. Hey, you mingle. hear that, lady? Chase Palowski, single and ready to mingle. The other Jason was single and ready for long walks on the beach. With Captain. With Captain. <laughs> well, so I, I'm from this area. I grew up um, and uh, went to Jinx, um, graduated from there. Then from the graduating Jinx High School, I went off to Oklahoma State University, got a management information systems degree. From there, I decided to do my service in the military. So that's when I went to the military. So you went to college first. That's a little different. I did. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's a different. I mean, most people go to the, you know, and have the military pay. For well, it. I had attempted at that time to go to an ROTC program. Didn't quite work out. And then from there, I tried to go into the Marine Corps. Now, there was a period where I was trying to go officer. That why I didn't work out the way I wanted. I did, I did go there, but I just ended up getting dropped. And then gotcha. I, ended up, I ended up going off and enlisting because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a Marine. I wanted to serve. At least do it for a little bit while I had the opportunity. When did you, so you started karate first? I, su- I assume. But so martial art lineage, we can go there. Yeah, let's, so let's, the, uh, let's go down that road. So growing up, Gunny Ski, my father, he's a mixed martial artist. He's got four black belts. And, uh, and he, well, so he's got a Apollo's fourth degree black belt. He's got a Kitsugo second degree black belt. Uh, and then he has a form of Taekwondo black belt and another karate black belt. I just don't know what they are. Okay. On top of that, he's always been a self-defense guy. He was in the Marine Corps. So a lot of that influenced me growing up. So growing up, I, Jackie Chan movies, Bruce Lee, Van Damme, all that influenced me. And at a young age, I started training karate. But like all kids, uh, I got distracted and wanted to do other stuff. So I kind of I, I felt out of the martial arts for a little bit. But so that I got a very young age, you know, I was training karate yeah. at, at Apollo's. Then I stopped and just did other kid stuff. But all that while, my dad is influencing me, and he teaches me stuff on the side here and there. And then it wasn't really until I was 18 that I started training again as more seriously. And uh, I did some mixed martial arts training. I was in college, just punch, kick, grapple, very yeah. basic stuff. And uh, while I was in college, I would do things like for a semester to go hang out with the Taekwondo club just to see because I was invited, I just assumed that at the time that did that. So I just go hang out because I always appreciated the blending of arts. And then uh, one sem- or there's like two semesters in there, uh, I went to a Muay Thai class. So I would train Muay Thai. So all this while I'm picking up stuff. And then I go into the Marine Corps. And of course, they had the Marine Corps martial art program. You know, it's, they'll teach you some basic stuff. But it's, unless you do it all the time, it's not 
that help you unless you ingrain it into you, but it's very basic. But everybody, right, learn, every Marine learns the basics of Marine Corps martial arts? Correct. It's from boot camp, you go from um, having a wet belt to a tan belt. So, but you don't have to continue. It's not a requirement. To no, it, well is, it is a requirement. No. If you, uh, definitely if you want to get promoted. Yeah, it uh, helps if you want to get on a board, especially like a corporal's board or, or meritorious mass. Um, even if you're trying to pick up staff NCO, if you want to go and compete against the other staff NCOs, um, the more ribbons you have, the more awards, the more uh, certificate of uh, recommendations you have. Um, all that stuff helps. Gotcha. I, I know, I've known guys that because they have their black belt in, in Marine Corps martial arts, that they have gotten the staff NCO spot over another guy who's had years. Gotcha. But okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So while I was in Okinawa, um, I did some I or Daitorio Aiki Jujutsu training as well. Uh, it, was, it was offered on my base when I could go. So is that more like more traditional Jujutsu? Japanese? Yeah, so Daitorio Aiki Jujutsu is the pr like a predecessor to Aikido and Judo. Okay. Which would be like, you know, ultimately a predecessor to modern day, you know, BJJ or everything that's come become of modern grappling. Yeah. But, uh, Every all the brutality that was taken out of Aikido techniques would be in the jujutsu techniques because it was all going back to like how would somebody more feudal ancient Japan be fighting against other people with blades or even if some they had uh, firearms so how would you handle somebody pointing a firearm at you but a lot of it has to do with uh, Aiki movement though which you see in Aikido with all those throws and Right. Uh, so I did a little bit of that, and then the time before I came back to Oklahoma, I started training karate and jiu-jitsu again, a little bit of kickboxing, and uh, also started training Wing Chun. So that a lot of that formed the basis for my martial art background and my appreciation for all art forms, traditional, modern, and understanding how they're trained. I gotcha, yeah. Cause, I mean, a lot of people, you know, when they see traditional martial arts, they might bow-mouth them. Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, what's the point of that? Well, you might not understand what they're doing Correct. and right. why they even came to martial arts to begin with. Yeah, that makes sense. Me and Steve just like to make fun of. We're not really, uh, I know. we're not bad-mouthing. Karate is effective. I remember that. Yeah, we asked about that. We were actually having a serious conversation. With and with right. Randy Blake demonstrated that when he got his world title. Randy, Randy Blake's a different beast, though. Shout out to I'm not complete. <laughs> he's not. You're he's average. No, he's not an average. <laughs> yeah. He's a beast. I am a beast, too. Uh, so yeah. you are a black belt in karate? I am. Yeah. I got my second degree black belt in karate last year. Oh, cool. Nice. That's mm -hmm. awesome. You got that uh, when you were still at Apollos? Yeah, at Apollos. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. That's so awesome. now, this is all more about, like, at this, at this stage, I've been just focusing more on all the grappling aspects. So you really started focusing on jiu-jitsu when you came back from Yeah, when Marine I came Corps. back, when I got out of the Marine Corps, that's when I decided I wanted to, f I, I had learned jiu-jitsu techniques before. And even you know, my father growing up taught me things that were very basic for just a basic uh, self-defense perspective. Right. But I was no, you know, sk truly skilled grappler or anything. Uh, so 
when I got out of the Marine Corps, I figured you know that would be something I really want to do. Like I'd I'd had some baseline and understanding of jujitsu techniques, which simply is like using the least amount of your effort when you're gaining the maximum amount of effect. Right. In a pugilistic situation, and you're using a lot of yielding, redirection, and you're searching for chokes and locks and stuff like that. But there, is, there, there can be striking in it from the more traditional sense to set up your uh, locks and takedowns and all your other techniques. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know that are listening, Jason is a purple belt here at Cohesion under Professor Steve. Hey, that guy over there. <laughs> that one. That, that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I'm, doing good. I'm doing good right on the mic. We can't. Distance. I don't want to be too loud. Yeah, no, nobody can hear you or Josh. They Facebook. can't hear me? On Facebook Live, yeah. but this is not pumping yeah, this from there. Is, yeah. One of oh, these okay. days we will. Is that just it. because that, that's uh, on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, okay. which is weird because We're when Jason. We're going to be switching on to Instagram Live, so go ahead and switch over to there. It's really it. strange because when Jason was on, we had great. Like everybody could hear everybody, but we did have we had it in the window that time. But um, we aren't currently pumping our audio from here into the uh, Facebook feed yet. That is coming at a later date. So those that are listening on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or whatever, this audio will be up on for you to listen to completely if you can't hear us very well on the uh, podcast platforms at some point next time. This next will get figured out. Yeah, so we are working that. It's just one of those. Um, one of those. Like, go spend hundred dollars a month on, on Wi-Fi. There's a, either that, and then, but there's also certain apps that will let you pop. Like, I can't take my audio and go straight to Facebook because there's too much of a delay, and so it won't it won't work oh. right. But there's apps that will process it and do it all for us, so that we can stream live onto Facebook at the same time. Um, but they're like thirty bucks a month, and we have a uh, we have other things that we need to be. No, I spending 30 bucks a month. Hey, what's up, Will? Damn, who's up, who's on there? Who's on? Will. Okay. Hey, what's up, Will? He just switched over from Facebook. Those of you on the live feed, if you have questions, you can shoot them. We'll, uh, we'll try and an- ask them to Jason. And if you got questions, we'll, um, hit us up. Man voice, my we'll bad. We'll uh, definitely try and answer those. Um, we're going to move uh, this, this artwork right here behind us. Shout out to Jason Ellison. He did this, and uh, that thing is dope. I'm going to kind of scoot out of the way so you can see it there. And uh, Those that are tuning in live, this is from Mr. Yeah, Jason Ellison, that art right there. If you're so uh, out, looking Instagram, for some art. Facebook, smoke signal. Yeah, he's on uh, Instagram. He's on uh, uh, Facebook. He's on all of them. You can hit one of us up, me or Steve. Or, fans only. Um, he might have an OnlyFans. But, uh, yeah, just hit us up if you're interested in some of that artwork. It's really Create dope. Create.art. That's uh, his art page. Hey. He's A-R-E dot. He, he's a really A-R-E. amazing artist. He's done. Uh, he also does tattoos. He does a lot of stuff. So just hit us up if you're interested in getting to that's That's a really cool piece. Also on TikTok, artwork by Jason. I bought one of his paintings. It's in the front of my house. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking to him right now about doing some art for our office in here, the studio slash office here. I want to I wanna kind of put some up while we're live. Hell yeah. Um, it'd be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so um, where were we? We were talking about... Uh, we were talking about martial the art about lineage. Yeah, that's the greatest thing about... Um, so out of all your martial arts, uh-huh. what do you what do you tend to either go to or what do you tend to find yourself really enjoying? I like that question. 
So I definitely like to blend a mix between jujitsu skill, Chinese martial arts, and basic karate techniques. I think I, I tend to go to a lot of that. So if, if you were to see me spar or blend stuff, I'm, I'm gonna go in between, you're gonna see some sideways standing and some karate, like more sport karate standing. Mm -hmm. Or I might then try to go toward your center from a Wing Chun perspective, do a, a straight blast, which, uh, which are those chain punches. Um, I, but then there's, with Wing Chun and Jiu Jitsu, they, I think they kind of go pretty good together. That's where you stick to somebody, because in Jiu Jitsu, obviously you have to touch them, you have to, you're feeling what their intent, their energy, same thing in Wing Chun. But, say, but in Wing Chun, you are trying to go toward somebody's center, center line and blast through it, or which can help you if you're trying to get in, you're in close quarters, in a corner, you need to get out. Quick movements, using its UG form, which is the third form, I believe, in Wing Chun, and there's a lot of finger thrusting. So finger thrusting toward the eyes. It's yeah, very with basic. With your, yeah. So we're finger thrusting or uh, low kicks to the knees, the groin, uh, kicking inside the, uh, right here inside the hip, that groin area. So I like to use those. Those are some things I might gravitate toward in conjunction with my heavy jujitsu base. I like it, I like it. Yeah. When you are, um, when you're grappling, like, do those other arts come into your head or are you strictly? Oh, they sure thinking? do. Yeah. They sure do. For sure. Um, I know when I'm at my most relaxed state, I'll start doing other stuff or, uh, or I mean, Miss Kim's definitely seen it where yeah. I've uh, incorporated those, Thank you to those that are Wing Chun. tuning in and watching. We got Jason. Kowalowski here again, sorry to interrupt, we got Josh Long, um, oh look, we got Jason Ellison just signed up, we were just getting hey, what's up guys? on your artwork. Yeah, we just gave you a shout out, Jason. Good stuff. Alright, sorry to interrupt, you know how it goes. Yeah, I love you anyways. I love you. That's the, uh, that's the thing about doing these live. So, the, uh, in jujitsu, that was your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so like how, like do you, you yeah, like find yourself? I, hand trapping in, in or basic hand fighting, I definitely could see the use, because uh, obviously in sport grappling, you do have to do hand fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I just take out the strikes. But you can kind of subtly strike yeah, people yeah, yeah, when, you're yeah. when you're moving to grab stuff or throw people. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's just, um, yeah. The karate I haven't sense. quite, I mean, you, you I've sometimes done some karate stances just for fun. But right, but you're not in more fun. In, in karate, in traditional karate, there are throws and joint locks. Like from a Okinawan perspective, and what it was, a karate's original intent was for bodyguards guarding the Ryukyu Island King. So, because that uh, Okinawa is part of the Ryukyu Island chain. So the, the king of Okinawa had his, uh, his court were all guards, except at that period of time, you had the shoguns or the, the samurai overlords had come down into Okinawa to subjugate them. So, but karate itself is influenced from Southern Chinese styles, like Southern Crane in China, and into, uh, or so, some of the Japanese styles as well. 
And so that was used by these bodyguards of the Shuri court to defend the Shuri king in case somebody came in and got out of line. But they couldn't use weapons because of the samurai overlords basically banning a lot use of a lot of their weaponry. So okay. yeah, I get you. you got karate empty hand. So there are it within that basic joint locks and throws, but the emphasis is not so much that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, Shout out Todd Atkins. Thank you for watching, brother. Yes, thank Those you. Those that are uh, that are into watching podcasts and stuff like that on Instagram, Todd Atkins has his own show. Um, Hello, it's, Todd. It's pretty dope. So uh, shout out to you, Todd Atkins, and thanks for joining Mr. Kenneth Peebles. Yeah, Todd's got a lot of stuff going on on that Instagram podcast. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, Probably look like Viet Cong over here. <laughs> I was looking at myself over there. You look I was cool. Like, you look dope. Oh, man, I look at the Viet Cong. You look really dope. <laughs> Wrong team. Um, I do, like, I get what you're saying about it being, you know, being able to intertwine it. I do have a question, like, and it might just because I don't understand it or, like, oh it yeah. seems to me like karate, right? Like, it seems to me that, like, is there a reason that, like, the belt progression, like, in jujitsu, like, the belt progression is slow intention. Like, there's only five belts, right? Like, so it's intended to be slow, besides the kid's belt. It's intended to be slow, right? But in karate, it seems to me, like I have friends that their kids are doing it, and it seems to me like they tomorrow just, like, like not tomorrow, but, you uh, know, yeah, like, my bad. Um, I do know, like, for a fact that there's a school that, um, and it's a pretty reputable school, I'm not going to name any names, but it's a reputable school, school in Ohio, and um, they have, like, a program where it's, like, three and a half or four years, and you can pay up front, and you basically, at the end of the four years, you have your black belt. And I'm, and I'm, and like, <laughs> and I'm asking a legitimate question here, like, like what? What? Like why is that? Like is that just because there's only so much to learn? Student retention. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going well, with that one. <laughs> I agree with that. That what he said. But is that? I so I guess my question is: Is that first? My first part of that question would be: Is that everywhere? Is that a consistent? I would not say that's discipline? everywhere. Okay. It but you do see that at certain schools for sure. Uh, but it depends on the instructor like how they run their own academy but it's not everywhere and 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 on to from its original concepts it was never i don't think karate was ever intended to be that way or any martial arts school for that matter just to be like wholesale martial arts right you know what i mean because <laughs> it, it but it depends on what you're going to a place for so if, if the goal is to get healthy fit i mean you can learn a lot of great stuff in a lot of places but if your intent is to learn if you wanted to say go for a more true essence of what it, like the foundation of an art form is, you just have to shop around and see if something fits for you. But I, I don't think it was ever intended to be that way. I mean, you've set, definitely seen in karate from like just the A's until now, a change. Why is it that in the, so in the Olympics during karate, yeah. There was a guy that goes to do a kick and knocks a man out, but he wasn't supposed to knock him out, and then the, the guy that gets knocked out wins by default due to the rules of whatever that... And that's point sparring. I know, and I was like, right? well, that doesn't make any sense. Right, that's but point that's sparring? Correct. But what you see in modern karate is truly what I just said. Modern karate. But the true essence of karate was never supposed to be a tap 
and then somebody just gives you a point. It was a self-defense or bodyguard art, like I said, and those punches are meant to destroy. What, what's the martial art that I see in competitions? It's a karate, a form of karate, where um, it looks like they're wearing judo geese, and these guys are just pulverizing each Are you other. thinking about Kyokushin? Yes. So Kyokushin karate yes. uh, is a hard style karate that I, and I've never done it, but I'm, I'm familiar with it. I've watched, th- th- there's a documentary you can find. I have you just a friend, Google 100 Man Kumite. I have a friend, um, Sharon Thompson, shout out to you if you're watching. He's a black belt in it and um, he's showed us some crazy stuff. And I mean, bro, getting punched by him was the worst thing, was worth my worst nightmare. Just I wonder if he punched a Makiwara. I don't know. Yeah, yes, I think he did. Old school knuckle hardening. The 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 little thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to have one in my basement. Post. Yeah. Every everybody had it. Well, you know, my dad had one. Like back in, the, I think he made his. He probably made him out of bamboo and uh, punchy sticks. The, he told me stories <laughs> about him wrapping rope around a tree and punching it as a kid. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Your dad seems. He's got nice. hard knuckles. But in judo, you can skip belts as well, too, right? Batsugan, it's called. So in judo, it's not necessarily skipping. And, and, and it is, but it's not. Um, so it's called Batsugan is a special promotion. And Batsugan is used for buckies. Um, Batsugan is necessarily used for, say, he's a brown belt. If he's a brown belt, uh, so there's three levels of brown belt. You got Sankyu, Nikyu, and Ikikyu. Right? And, and if you decide, hey, you know what? This guy just went in there as a brown belt and destroyed the whole black belt division, right? We're going to skip promote him from his first brown all the way to his first degree black, right? To Shodan, right? So once he gets to Shodan. Then it's just years, right? What's that? Then it's just years, right? Like you um, so it depends. It depends on what association you're part of. So I'm with the USJ. With USJ, well, I'm almost all through USJ, USA Judo, which is the Olympics uh, uh, national governing body for senior elite athletes and junior elite athletes. And then you have USJF, the US Judo Federation. Some you can do for points, fight for, fight for points for your promotions. Um, some you have to do kata, you have to do points, um, community service, things that you do within judo community and giving back. Um, so that's why I like the JA, because it's a little bit of everything. And uh, the committees that are with JA are in order to get Clutch. promoted in judo, like once you hit, we also have katas. What was, so your first degree is shodan. Shodan nidan. Okay, so in order to get past, uh, just the black belt, like do, do you have to do that like teaching or? You yeah. Have to so do like f- for judo, um, you, you teaching, coaching, um, competing, um, and giving back, such as like seminars or self defense training, uh, kata, kata is like big, so, so like with the JA, I have to do kata, so I have to do my nage no kata, which is the first one, left-sided and right-sided. Do you do that, like, is the judo kata by your, like, with by yourself, or do you do it with another person? With a partner. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about, because I've seen a lot of different judo stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't fully understand what I was looking at, I just like, like Yeah, there's, we have a weapons kata, we have sword, knife, pistol, I mean, you name it, like, it's, it's there. But you, don't, you never see it used in actual judo class. Now, if, if I'm teaching a kata class, that's, it's going to be... Is that just more your traditional judo? Super or? slow. It's every, everything that I teach here 
super slow stand up. Like just So in uh, but like in judo competition the emphasis it seems a lot is on the throw sport very sport very modern. like I, I I know that there's submissions but I seldom see it I don't see people really rolling so the problem with that is I'm probably gonna get backlash on this but uh, I don't give a shit um, so the the referees are very uh, they lack the uh, ground game the Nawaza? The Nawaza aspect of it, the ground fighting. Yeah, because I watched a lot at the Olympics this year, and it seems like to me they made them stand up quick. Yep. And th the problem with it is in the Olympics, there's already so many grappling. There's we have what? Yeah, wrestling. We have wrestling. Yeah. Right? Nobody wants to see another wrestling sport. You know what I mean? That's why jiu-jitsu will never, ever. People want to see the throw. Do you, do you want to see jiu-jitsu in the Olympics? I would really? love to. I would love to, but the problem with that is that they need so many delegations to, to agree to that and I mean who and and the my thing with the jiu-jitsu is who's gonna a who's gonna be the sanctioning body it can't be IBJJF because they're for-profit yep. you can't be a for-profit organization and be the sanctioning body mm -hmm. so who's gonna be the sanctioning they body? they have to create a new one they'd have to create a new yeah. one and, and I'm then so and it's not gonna be the ADCC because we all know that they don't drug test or anything so they don't. Hey, I didn't no, say that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, if you drug test and I'm wrong, I'm sorry, ADCC, but I don't. I mean, I don't think you do. Um, so, but so they're not going to be it, and they're for profit as well. So who who would do it? And then there's a lot of grapplers that you know would not qualify. That some of the best in the world Absolutely. might not qualify because of uh, doping. You know, of doping, which is fine. I have no issues with and it. And doping, doping I mean, in the Olympics is. I'm a they are I, I'm a steroid user. You know, when I was a bodybuilder, a sport that's not, you know, sanctioned by any anti-doping. Yeah. You know, you, you're losing if you're not doping in bodybuilding. Um, so, I mean, who's going to sanction it? And then who's going to be the top elites? I mean, I'm not saying that there's not great grapplers out there that aren't doping, but the ones that we know, I would probably yeah. Guess I got that more of a Nate Diaz body, <laughs> so like I don't <laughs> think I am. No, I think you got a little bit more. Compared I don't to know if Todd Atkins is maybe he can chime in. He knows probably a little bit more about that than we could. Hey Todd, if you got anything on that, you let us know, man. We'd love to hear you. You're kind of the area expert on the uh, MMA scene and uh, that. So, but um, but yeah, to answer your question, we have uh, we have multiple things in order for us to test for our black belt. We either test and fight for it. Um, some are time and grade. Um, like my my third degree was retro retrograded because in 2017 because I was supposed to get promoted back then and I just got my certificate this year from when to when just a couple 2017 months. Just a couple I months just got it a couple months ago oh wow yeah so and then December I am up for my fourth which is a red and black belt oh that's a red and black belt coral but in in, in judo there's no uh, like I know you have stripes but you don't put stripes on the belt so no, y you see all these old school judo guys. They do it because they love the attention. They want to. They want people to see all their stripes on their belt, especially if they don't have that candy cane belt. Yeah. So candy cane belt, candy cane belt is Rokudan, which is your sixth degree and above. Um, sixth degree, sixth degree, seventh degree, um, eighth degree, and then your ninth degree is your red belt, which is very, very. Uh, I think it's about like fifteen percent right now. That it's the red. Mm -hmm. How many people have that? How many? Th is there one in Tulsa? No. No? No, oh no, no, that's a different person. Yeah. I know Mr. 
Harpen? I can't. Doc, he's over in Jedi. He um, he's uh, a sixth or seventh. Yeah. How much did you start in judo when you came here, or you done judo before? So I'm only. I've I've never officially done it, so I guess you could say yes. I I started here officially learning it, but I learned I pi- I picked up on some aspects of judo while training Daitoryo Aiki Jujutsu, and also training with Delroy Marklin, who started Unlimited Possibilities Martial Arts. He's the guy that taught me Wing Chun. What a name! Unlimited what? Possibilities Martial Arts. Where's that at? He he teaches at out of Oklahoma City and um, at like the Dream Center here. That's he a mouthful. Is that what you Yeah, and he has yeah. private. It's a pretty cool name. Is that what so you're he he's, he's got a mixed background. Uh, so he's, he's got a Taekwondo, karate. He was in the Marine Corps. He knows the line system. You know the line system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grab this ball. You know him? I don't no. know. Well, the Marine Corps is small, but it's still a big world. No, I just didn't <laughs> know if he knew him in this area. Uh, no. no. Uh, and so, but... All that time, he he'd learned Jeet Kune Do concepts and that's Wing so Chun badass. And um, he'd learned some uh, aspects of Filipino and, and a salat that that stuff. Salat. Yeah. So while training with him, we we've sometimes messed around with all those concepts. Yeah, so it was a mixture of everything, which is pretty cool. Also, unlimited possibilities. Martial mm-hmm. arts is what his he tries to you take from these different art forms and and. and Appreciate them, and so I've, I practiced the traditional side of it, and then said, "Okay, we learn." But I mainly went to him for Wing Chun because I have a Chinese background, like ethnically. So I wanted to learn something Chinese martial art wise as a martial art nerd that I am. So I was like, "Why not Wing Chun?" Because Bruce Lee, that was a big part of his base, and I love the Man movies, and as cheesy as it can be at times, or, or as a, I want to say unrealistic, but it's very good stylized violence, mm-hmm. and so. I appreciate the trapping and the quick hands and the low kicks and the finger thrust, which the finger thrusting to me is some of the most easy practical stuff to do if you're in a tight situation. But yeah, so practicing Wing Chun and then, um, but not just doing it from like a traditional sense, but also doing it from like, if somebody would attack you like from a more realistic, if they were just gonna be like, throwing haymakers at you, how would you use Wing Chun against somebody throwing round punches or boxing stands or throwing kicks at you? You are not going to know unless you try it or you <laughs> you, you grab, twist, pull in the Twist end. it, twist mm. the dirt. <laughs> Wait, what was your question? I was like, <laughs> what did I answer? Good you thing this is not scripted. Um, what was your answer? I, I mean, what was my answer to your question? You, I asked you if you had done judo like officially before oh, yeah. you came here. So that was a long roundabout answer. You answered the question. I, that that yeah. was some extra. Yeah, that's like fries at the bottom of the bag. Extra. Yeah, and th- that's <laughs> that's the uh, <laughs> that's the best part of um, not scripting this because like you know we get so much more out of you than just you know normal stuff. Um, hey, I'm excited to learn more judo. I think it's awesome. I've uh, judo is always. I think any. I think I feel like any heart grappler especially but martial artists when they see judo they're like ooh like look when you see good judo you're like look how flowy that is i love like especially watching him do judo like I, this was probably the first year that i watched the olympics in judo and i mean some of it was boring i'm not going to lie because you know you don't see a lot of great throws it can be so long and you're like okay are they going to do nothing they're just going to stand mean, there and just play patty cake we had a party at my house and we watched what probably 3 hours of judo 
and <laughs> I mean, it was some it was good stuff, and it was cool because we had him there, and uh, we were able to ask him a bunch of questions and stuff. So it was really cool. But there was p- there's points where it's like, oh my god, like this isn't li- like, I you know, with that the uh, shuffle thing is what do you call that? Uh, when oh, the I ice the ice thing, you know what I mean? Like that? Oh, curling, curling. Oh my god, it was god. more interesting than oh some god. points of judo. And and but anyway, where I was going with that is that. Uh, Watching somebody that shuffleboard, really <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 it's about as entertaining as shuffleboard. Um, no, it's better. Is it? I do like curling. I would think it's better. But uh, watching someone that's good at judo is is awesome. I th- I love like his footwork. Watching his footwork when he throws somebody, I'm envious. Oh yeah, me too. I feel like I have some rhythm in my life, but like then <laughs> I feel like my rhythm's gone whenever I'm trying to do some of the footwork. I always feel like I'm I no Elvis, and that <laughs> movie just came out recently. Uh-huh, uh-huh, but uh-huh. Tom Hanks and uh, I'm trying uh, to get that else. footwork down. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I got some good rhythm until I start doing judo, and then I'm like not very good at it. in terms of the footwork. I mean, I can get the throws down, the hand placements, and the grips, and all that stuff. I am very appreciative though, just to be learning some of these these cool throws and. Develop developing muscle memory in ways I, I hadn't quite done. I mean, yeah, you in jujitsu you're gonna work out your whole body, mm-hmm. but this is a little bit different. Well, and it's nice to be able to stand up with anybody, you know. Yeah, and if somebody throws um, strikes at you, you can. I mean, Ron, Ronda Rousey was a big yeah. I mean, that was demonstrator thing, right? of how judo techniques pioneer for women. She yeah. started it all for she women. Started it. No, I thought uh, I mean Gina Carano did. I'm talking about for judo. Oh, okay. I th- like I she wait, she no, put women women's up. MMA. Yeah, I was, I was but, but MMA. if you really think about it, like like Gina, even in MMA, Gina yes, Gina is great and all, right? But you got to really think about what Ronda did for the sport, right? She put everything on the map: grappling. She put judo. She put. I mean, she started strikes. She put, picked up her striking game until she got with Holly Holm. And, and I mean, and she was just so dominant for that oh period of time. Like, there, like and I know, and that was the early days of women in MMA. But she was so dominant. Like it was Gita also was poor coaching. It was poor coaching on her end on the, that, that last match. Was well, I mean, a lot of people that were close to her said that she didn't take the hey, same. Hey, I heard. Well, you don't uh, strike with an amazing striker. <laughs> no way. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I that, that could be because she didn't train well enough to know that. I know, agree, one hundred percent. I heard this recently that I think Ronda Rousey said that she'd be honored to fight Gina Carano again, and Gina Carano was recently on Joe Rogan's podcast yeah, yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that she would she would think about fighting her again, but she did, doesn't have a camp or anything. Gina would kill her. You think so? I know. Gina. Gina? Ronda oh just yeah. had a kid. <laughs> What's up? All right, we are back. back. All right, we just wanted to talk shit. <laughs> we took a just mute, kidding. We took a mute break for a second. Um, I didn't know you could do that. I can do whatever I want. I guess you could. I, I mean, when, when you put it, when you post it, <laughs> it, 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 it's just posted. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I could. Cut. Oh, am I? Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I can combat. Yeah, where's your fucking hat? I can cut. I got hot. I can cut out. We're not filming anymore, right? Look, look. Are we still filming? No. 
We can cut out anything, really, to be honest with you, but that's <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, but I, I cut it out on the fly right there. I did that all on the fly. No, we're good. Um, it's all love over here. Yeah, no. Um, but that, that would be a good, that would be an interesting fight to see them fight if they would. No, I just heard it recently. No, yeah, they that ta- podcast. Um, Gina talked about it when she was on Joe Rogan. That was a good podcast. She's such an interesting person, and you know, one of the I was it was interesting to hear her one of the like foremothers of, of evolution of like a back to just working and everything that happened to her. Yeah, like yeah. her whole career from like the UFC, Dana White, all that. I don't know what he's doing. Um, no, yeah, it's super, super cool, and um, and Ronda is too. I mean, Ronda and all and, and all and everything that she's done, and you know. Wait, wait, wait. We're gonna do that. Yeah, we gotta do that. We, we always do our photo. Photo, photo time. Ah, um, oh, for the gram. We take a photo for the gram. For the gram. Um, yeah, we always put it on the gram. The um. Back to the, uh, so we were talking about the belt thing earlier and um, whatnot. So, I mean, you, we had talked about this before because we had brought it up when we were had Jeff on was about whether um, the effectiveness for kids, right? Of, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Of, of any, I guess any martial art, you know, question. like um, the effectiveness of it. Because um, I think a lot of people put their kids in a martial art for a discipline, right? Like just to give them some of that and maybe to keep them in shape or whatever. Do you still think that karate is, you know, still effective? I think karate is great. Uh, a great place to start for anyone in martial arts. You can get great, for one, discipline in it. You can get great body movement, agility, uh, develop certain types of muscles, speed, eye-hand coordination, all that from it. Um, and it's, for kids, it keeps them focused. Yeah. It gives them something to achieve. Like, And that's part of belts and ranks is just especially for younger people uh, or anybody in that ma- from that matter but i know like kids that when they see that like they're working oh, towards oh something absolutely. it's a goal and they're proud um yeah i think with kids too i think and that's why with bjj obviously you we have the, the whole kid, yeah the kid belt system because it is i mean in kids there's three at every level practically except for white right so i think a lot of that is geared towards making the kid feel like he's, you know, I mean, you have, you know, gray, gray, and gray, white, gray, and then gray, black, and then, you know, so on and so forth, but um, I definitely think that it's geared towards, you know, you're going to have, you're going to go through belts a little quicker at a kid level because they have the kid belt system, but it's, and some of it's geared to confidence and self-esteem, yeah. and, you know, keeping them engaged because they see well, their progress around their work. There is, so there's obviously the martial arts in its essence and then there's the business of martial arts listen i'm gonna interrupt this craziness right now you're not gonna agree with me but whatever um, Go ahead. so <laughs> so this is my thing right if i want discipline and i'm gonna try to keep this as unbiased as possible right i have years in judo years in jiu-jitsu right and i've seen the benefits from the outside in um, even watching other academy owners like do their thing with the kids, and I love what I see. I think it's great. Um, I've sat from the outside in as well, watching karate. Um, but this is my thing, right? I get a headache from my kids screaming at home, right? Why would I want my kids learning how to scream even louder? <laughs> right? What is the point of this? I don't want my son learning how to ch- 
use his, his, his yeah i don't want him using his chi right and going just to piss me off what breaking dishes in my house let's go there what's the point of that again i'm on the outside looking in it's to help you punch through something or rele- like release the it helps you hit harder makes sense how come you people in the mma do think, don't do, do that you think that is true Mm. I don't hear guys in the MMA. Do I, it, uh, I guess maybe it can. <laughs> I, I, that's just what I've understood. Well, that's why boxers go. But they go. It's almost very similar. They do it when they're training. Now, yes. granted, they don't do it when they're there is fighting. A, there is a reason for yelling at times, like to throw people off. Like Bruce Lee did it with all his I sounds. Did it for judo. Yeah. So it just so I can get the ref's attention, so he can give me the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, from it them. works from a. Pugilist, pure pugilistic standpoint, I would just say sometimes making the noise will startle somebody. But does it make you hit harder? Maybe. Or using proper technique to begin with. Maybe mixture of both. I've done both. But I'm, but, but you but get I'm what I'm, you get what I'm like saying, a, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, my kids are screaming <laughs> all day, right? Little Johnny, little Susie in well, the you kitchen. Could do, well, fighting. my dad had me do karate, and he, if I mouthed off, I got soap in my mouth. Oh, no, I kneeled on uh, uncooked rice. Cooked r- you kneeled on cooked? Uncooked rice. Oh, uncooked, yeah. Okay. yeah what what age did you start judo? Uh, I was eight, nine. He didn't want to kneel on that Competitively, rice Competitively, I was c- started competing at like 10, 11 years old. Gotcha. And got like real serious at like 12. I was like, you know what? Like, this is cool. I get to throw people and flat on their back and then when did watch them go... <laughs> When did you first visit Japan? Um, man, I was, oh, I want to say I was eight, 16, no, 17, 18. 17 years old, and you got to go to the Kodokan. Kodokan. Yeah, man, it was insane. So as a se- well, what is that like? Like a 17-year-old, so a young you guy. Think of this, right? Think of these kids are born with a black belt, right? They have the philosophy, everything's ingrained in them. Everything is taught to them, the etiquette of bowing on the mat, the proper tying of the belt, the proper folding of the gi, um, wearing zoris, not wearing sneakers, you know, like running miles in zoris. Like, come on, dude, like, ouch. Um, people don't understand, like seeing, like you can go online right now, look at this one YouTube video, Training in Japan, and it's got this old school, the rising sun in the background, and you see all these white geese with black belts running in the background, they're wearing zoris. You're like, are you kidding me? These guys are sweating their asses off. So just think about it. You're, getting, that. you're getting your butt beat by other 15 and 16 year olds, and you are just getting smoke checked, and you're like, I am unworthy of every rank I've ever achieved. <laughs> like. <laughs> I never learned anything. Period. Well, yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool to see. Uh, like, did you did you best? The, I mean, did you ever best any of those guys or? Um. <sighs> Hold on, I gotta turn this off because it's spotty. I'm getting messages over here. They're like, it's in and out. Um. Yeah. So, I I was I was really good at at taking this one guy down. This one guy, I was just crushing him. But I think it's because I was a little bit stronger. I was wrestling and doing other things. But this one dude, like, I just couldn't win for the life of me. Like, I couldn't get a grip. Every, I went to go get a grip. I was drop Sanagi like 15 times or shoulder thrown. Like, I'm like, you know what, coach, take me out. Don't put me in. Take me out. <laughs> like, please. 
Um, the amount of break falls I did to save my life were just insane, dude. Like, and the I amount of rank that you see there, you're like, like the amount of black belts. Yeah, it goes white belt, black. You'll maybe see a brown belt here and there, and then you'll see your coral belts. And I'm talking about candy cane, white, white and red, which is your seventh and above. And you just see these guys just like amazing, six and above. I'm sorry. And then you see that one beautiful belt. You're like, oh, that red belt. You're like, oh, that's the guy you don't want to fuck with. Like that's nobody like went near him. Like you only went him. You went near him after class to get a picture. What? That was it. He was. He wasn't. Oh, I trained with him. Wait, so yeah, like right you, don't, you, don't, you don't just approach them. No. They have no. like an aura about them. No. So I did a seminar with Kiko Fukuda. She's the oldest uh, red belt in the United States. She had passed away in, in uh, California. She was teaching judo out of a wheelchair. That's that cool. is dead. That's, that's like Yoda status. She was. Yeah. That's insane. Like dude. Still teaching Luke the Skywalker. Luke. Yeah, she, so she wow, got, she attained her, oh, I think wow. it was ninth or tenth? I went to ninth. I think I said her ninth she got. And uh, she was one, she was the last student of Sensei Kano. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you guys did, did you train under her? I, no, I did a seminar. Oh, how was still? Well, train with still? her. No, how with. Was the seminar? Huh? How was the seminar? It's <laughs> pretty awesome. You no, that's. I learned wakigatami and how to do a, uh, a proper wrist lock from a. Ninety some odd year old woman. That's so cool. I don't care even if she lives in a way. Hey, that's fucking awesome. She was, w- like, that's this awesome. This is when flip that phones really cool. thing. So like, you <laughs> got to, <laughs> you got to train with some serious lineage. Isn't that crazy? When you talk about flip phones, like when you tell people these days, like kids too. Like I work with a bunch of kids on the boat, and I'll say, yeah, I did that, and they're like, you got pictures? And I'm like, dude, when I was growing up, there's probably pictures, but they're like four by seven glossy thick pictures. Like they're they're not on the phone. There was no phones everywhere. Like, I didn't have a phone till I was eighteen. That was like I had my first phone. Two thousand seven. What? How How old are you? Thirty three. Okay, so you're five years younger than me. So I had my first phone at six, fifteen. Fifteen, my first phone. But I had a pager before that. I took my dad's phone. He had that one at one of those Nextel. But my phone cool. did not have a camera. It was a. Uh, it was like a black and white digital screen that was like Cairo his, his brother? Hell yeah. His brother Austin says your hat is legit. Yeah. He would, of course, Who's? love that. Oh, yeah. His brother. Yeah, okay, what's up? Yeah. That's right. It is. Thanks, man. Yeah, that is legit. I, I have to say that. Is My buddy Brian. He, Where'd you uh, get that at? He bought this for me at a music festival. Yeah, that's legit. Because, you know, it's so hot. It was at Born and Raised. That one you just went to? No, it was at Born and Raised. Last year oh, at, okay. at the Rocklahoma venue. If you've never been out there, it's a pretty good. I've venue. never been to Rocklahoma. I, I always want to that venue is pretty off. big, yeah, but they got it's pretty solid music festival venue. If you're into music festival, we have a uh, friend of mine that's in a band. Trevor mine. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. I'm going to call him here probably tomorrow night. Try and get him on maybe next before I leave. But uh, he, what I was going with that is his band. Severmind plays at that uh, Rocklahoma a bunch. That's pretty awesome. Oh, that's nice. On the smaller stage or whatever. Yeah, they're a local band. No, I don't. Don't backstage. Yeah, I don't care if he was playing backstage. 100%. I'm I'm so cool that I can say I know a guy that's playing. Yeah, as long as you're playing at a festival. I think it's cool. But uh, shout out to Severmind if you're listening, Derek. That's the guy that I'm trying to get on. um, He's the drummer for Severmind, and he's a friend of mine. We've known each other for, I don't know, seven or eight years now. It's been a while. Keep on rocking. Uh, Yeah, man. He's uh. 
fuck, he's in his 40s. I'm not going to insult him by guessing his age, but I know he's co- I know he's a little bit older than me, so he's in his 40s, and he's still rocking it out, man. He's cool. He's a cool motherfucker. He's an artist, too, man, just like he's got a lot of uh, artwork like Jason, and, but he does a, like a lot of angels and demons stuff. He's, he's really into that stuff. Pretty cool stuff. You can check him out on uh, the artwork of D.B. Sanders, I believe. I'll send it to you. You'd probably be interested in some of this shit. Yeah, send it to me. Um, I'm I'm big into art artistry. I like I, can't, I, I get wish that vibe I wish I was more of an artist. Like I'm a martial artist, yeah. and I make some. I'm super into art. I love art. I love abstract art. I love conventional art. I love it all. I am the shitty. I can't even draw cubism. Have you been down? I, I can't even draw cubism. Have you been to Aha downtown Tulsa? I have, I have. Yeah, that's some weird. That's it's cool though. That's fucking it's cool. a trippy art museum, yeah. and at the top you can make your own art, and yeah. you can leave it there, so you're forever like a part of the museum. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, yeah. But I, I can't even draw stick figures still. Like my son criticizes my <laughs> stick <laughs> same, figures. Same, same here, bro. <laughs> but Damn. I love art. It's so cool. That's why I love Jason and his artwork because it's so fucking cool. I this, mean, this right here. Uh, we're not alive anymore, but it's behind me. You'll see it in the picture. I uh, those of you that look, if you go look at the picture, you'll see it. Well, one day learn to play the guitar. I play bass guitar. I also have one of those, and I one day want to play that too. I want to buy a bass and jam out. Like that. I want to buy a bass guitar and jam out with uh, Jason. That'd be sick, that dude. W- dude, like he, every he time has I've sessions gone, at his house, dude. I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I, s- I saw it on your thing. I w- I'm, we're over there. We're gonna get. We're gonna go to some thing in downtown then we're like it was hot so we're like well let's just hang out here and next thing i know there's a drum set out and my roommates on the keyboard that was just so making a beat and jason's cool. making a beat i was like i should be filming this there's that a moment happening right now really cool i i enjoyed watching it's gonna that. be apollo live um, i uh that's the stage called right apollo live the apollo the apollo the apollo, apollo. the apollo yeah, and then uh, Captain's in there just like as the manager, the road manager. Humping everybody's face. He's like the road, <laughs> he's the road <laughs> manager. He's the fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> when, I was, when I was getting my cat, he jumped up on the couch and tried to start humping my face. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Captain Francis is an amazing American bully. He's, a, he's oh the best. God. He's a really cool dog. I don't, I'm not usually, the like I love all dogs, but like I really have a connection with my own dogs, of course, and sometimes other people's dogs annoy me, but Captain is uh, really he's cool. He's by far one of the coolest. He is really cool. He's man. never annoyed me. Uh, no, I that's what I'm saying. Like he, that's one, he's a cool, he's a really cool dog, man. He's got a cool person. I love his to, personality. We're trying to, I'm trying to set him up with my, the dog at my house, uh, Penny, the Bloodhound. You're trying to set, the dog, trying to set the dog up, not Jason. Yeah, the <laughs> captain. <laughs> I'm trying to set captain up, but we'll see how that goes. Is if Zach's listening, be like, not yet. This is so. This is so much. I should have muted while you did that. This is so much. I saw a meme on Facebook. I was telling Jason about it before we started. Um, there's a meme on Facebook going around that's like it's a musician and it's like I don't think anybody wants to listen to my stuff, right? And then it's on the bottom. I just started a podcast and there's three guys sitting around talking about like farting <laughs> and here we are talking about setting a dog up. <laughs> we're, not even, yeah. we're not even worried about if nobody's No, gonna we talked about some serious the, stuff. The, the point of the, the meme, I think, is that musicians are always worried about, you know, and then podcasters <laughs> are like, fuck it, we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we <laughs> want. <laughs> whatever. I love it. It's no. It's I no, we did. We talked about a lot of great stuff. We need martial arts. So what brought you... Cohesion BJJ and Judo Academy. Well, uh, and yeah. what is it that you what is it that you enjoy at this academy in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma? I think 
7401. Well, I, I had been wanting to dive deeper into 918-944-9415. <laughs> Shout out all of Be sure to like, subscribe, ring that bell for notifications if you're listening. Smash that like button. Before you answer that question, do you, you don't have your applause button, bro? Come on, man. Uh, it's not hooked he up. He took the board off. Yeah. No, because it's, there's something. <laughs> the inner man, you just totally effed up everything. Was yeah. that me or him? That was him. That's right. It was. Oh, him. That was me. No. No, it wasn't me. Oh. What did I did do? That <laughs> you did your hat run across the microphone? Yep. No. Uh, <laughs> it could have been <laughs> anything. <laughs> um, my my hat has never ran into anything. Don't you blame like the hat? It sounded like a hat run across. We don't that's blame the hat. We blame the gunman. I mean, the hatman. Audio from an audio engineer's perspective. Where was I going with that before you answered? Oh, I know what I was saying. Remember when everybody was on YouTube and that was the thing? Smash that like button. Blah, 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 blah. I think that's so annoying. I mean, I'm sure they still do it, but I just don't watch YouTube that much anymore. So. You should watch my channel, though. Uh, I just found out today that you have a channel. Well, it's not really well-maintained, and I never really advertised mm-hmm. it for years. That's very but, bad marketing. Um, I recently was like, you know, I put a lot of videos just by Life Adventures on there. So this Gary, maybe one Gary day I'll get v? better at you it. You know who Gary V is? You need to go follow him, like him. I love him. Listen to his stuff. If I was a chick, I would do him. That dude, <laughs> I know you're, you're going to answer a question about, uh, but Gary V, if, if there was one person that's alive right now, he's probably one of the top three that I would want to meet. Like, he's the fucking, you should go look him up. Gary Van, I'm not going to fuck his last name up. Uh, just go look him up. Dude's like 34 years old. He, um, he owned, he took over his dad's wine company, which is like Gary Vaynerchuk. That's how you say it. Yeah. Um, but like even at, uh, he's he's probably a million. I'm sure he's a millionaire. I know he's a millionaire by now. But at thirty at thirty four, he was he's not a trillionaire because if he was, he said if he if he made enough money, he would buy the New York Jets. He's obsessed with the New York Jets football. So he's oh. obviously probably not like in the billions, but he's very high millions. I'm sure more than me. Um, Here, I'll play a piece. Me. Can I play a piece with yeah, him? Yeah, go right ahead. I'm sure Gary V won't give a fuck. Gary V, shout out to you if you're listening. I'm going to tag you in this podcast. Somebody says you're an idiot, you're a scam, you're full of shit, you suck, you're ugly, fuck you. My brain immediately goes to like, man, for somebody to take time out of their day to come to my profile to try to tear me down because they're hurting so much inside, I only have love for them. I'm aware that we're in a societal place right now where the way we respond to people's hate is with hate back to them, but I just don't have that gear. When I hey, shit on, those I that are watching, you know who you are. I know you're listening. You're this that, is for you. <laughs> that's hey, that's, that's a good message. That's how I live my life, man. 100%. I love that dude because of shit like that. That's 100%. I don't you fuck your negative comments, man. Uh, um, we're going to hit the pause button real quick, guys. Uh, we are back live on the best podcast in the world with Jason Palaski. Go ahead, kiss it. And we're back. Um, <laughs> God, that hurt. So, so what brought you to Cohesion? What's, okay. what's different about it? So I had this desire to dive deeper into the grappling arts and, and just really hone those skills. Um, I met you, Steve, uh, yeah, Joe Steve, uh, while it at a seminar. No, it was in, it was in Carrollton. Yeah. Yeah, it was at, at, at uh, uh, Winter the tournament. War. Yeah. So, but I had heard of you. Uh, I'd, okay, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I had known of you before uh, your, in your skill set. I know, you know Professor Kim Blake, she had talked about you before, and I had been wanting to. Dive deeper. Dive deeper. And so the, the time finally came. It's just 
I had done and learned the stuff, all the stuff I felt I wanted to learn and desired, my, what I'd set out to do at my previous place, and then I decided to dive deeper here. And also, I'm a Marine, you're a Marine. That resonated with me, there were Marines here. I wanted to work and help with veterans. I'm in a veteran motorcycle club, a support group that their whole mission is to support veterans in the community. Which is awesome. And Love to it. also so cool. provide a better image of bikers in the community. What's the uh, name of the uh, motorcycle group? Uh, U.S. Veterans Motorcycle Club, Black and Gold Nation. Got yeah. it. Maybe we'll get yeah. some bikes uh, sponsored by the Academy and we'll fucking ride. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. We gotta find some sponsors. I'd love to Maybe do Harley. Joint, I'd love to do a joint event or something though. That Man, would be cool. I don't want to be sponsored by Harley. And do a joint. That's why I've been. That's why I've been like hashtagging them lately. I've been in these GoPro <laughs> videos. Like you know what? That's See what, what I could do for you, Harley. Hey, I'm no Jason Momoa, but I'm Jason Lee Pulowski. I know I'm nothing like Jason Momoa, but everything like me, and that's pretty. You, awesome. you gotta be able to do a haka. Yeah. If you can't do a haka, then his new. Uh, I can do a Kia. <laughs> his new yeah. show. <laughs> show on on Apple TV. See, have you watched that? Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa. Oh, I gotta oh see it. God, though. it's fucking awesome. Do you know he's in the motorcycle? Everybody's blind, yeah, dude. He's a savage. Everybody's blind in the they're world. Blind? Well, the everybody in the world is blind except for like a few, and so they think that they're witches. The people that can see are witches because society went blind like two thousand years ago. Yep, I can't remember the exact number, but it tells you at the beginning. Jason Momoa is the lead guy in it. He's fucking awesome. That's yeah. cool. I gotta look into that now. I'll look into it. I like Jason Momoa. I like his work. Um, no, so we should. Uh, yeah, though, definitely try and do something together. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Veterans for something. Well, oh, go ahead. To keep going off of, you know, being here, just the fact that I knew your background, I knew who you were, and uh, getting to work with more veterans is always awesome. To because I know whether you went to war and went through that whole experience or not or just served veterans i think need to be around other veterans people who understand them and i think that's very important uh, especially as a marine because that's even like a smaller group of people we're, we're wired different yeah and a lot of people don't get like i'll, I'll do crazy things or people well i don't think they're crazy I just I like fitness and to everybody else it's crazy. yeah everybody else like, I like extreme challenges of the mind and body so occasionally I just do these like recently uh, I went on a motorcycle trip to this Pennsylvania yeah so I rode from here that on was crazy that was stupid no it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just great. kidding that was sure. fucking I awesome. rode my Harley and, and three of my other club brothers we rode all the way up to Pennsylvania through uh, Missouri at mockery speech uh, guys just so you know he went to Pennsylvania from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, he, he made it sound like he went not from, from one state Cle- to another. He didn't go from <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio to Pennsylvania. He went from Oklahoma. <laughs> just just want to throw that out there. Driving at 2, 3, hey. 4, and 5 in the morning. No, it's fine. Doing it on a motorcycle is a great way to see the country. I, and if anybody ever... Over like three days, not one. No, it Along was like with six. major back pain. No, I, we, so I, we, I left on a Wednesday. We got all the way... Past, uh, I want to say Knoxville, but we went up through like Missouri, and then there's a part of Missouri we cross a bridge into Illinois, over Illinois into Kentucky, Kentucky into uh, West Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. But that that first leg was split up into two days. Not really a state. Which one? West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looked great. The hills have eyes. Hey, I love riding there. Uh, so no, my my heritage is from there. Is it? 
Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. They had a song written about it. Man, you just risky. <laughs> I really don't care. I'm not. Hey, there. I didn't stay long. He doesn't there. claim West Virginia. He claims Florida. Yeah, my dad got out at like 17 and a half. See, he was smart. That's he was he, one of the smart he joined, ones. He joined. He 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 was ready to get out so much that he joined the coach at 17 and a half. He was still in high school. Yeah, he said, "I am one of the smart <laughs> ones. I'm leaving before I end up hooking up with my cousin. Right? <laughs> Let me get out of here." <laughs> So you rode <laughs> no all the way to, all, yeah, we're gonna keep going. You rode all the way to Pennsylvania. That well, was, well, took two so days like to get there. Well, uh, yeah. So th- on a Thursday, I finally got to my final, uh, which was State College area, Middle Pennsylvania. Hung out there for a couple of days, and then on Sunday Penn morning, State. right? Penn State. So you went Penn State, Pennsylvania State, Penn State. Uh. Did you go to Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought you were talking Good about like gosh, the college. Gosh, confuse us. He's confusing us. I thought you were talking about the college. Yeah, no, Pennsylvania State, of course. Good God. So, that, but on a Sunday, we got we left at seven a.m. and we rode emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> Some habits die hard. Oh, go ahead. So we we drove or we rode all the way. <laughs> gonna get this, this story out of my tongue <laughs> this is what happens <laughs> late in the podcast is that it, the, ins- the story gets interesting and things oh get really funny yeah and it takes forever to tell one story <laughs> <laughs> so we wrote every, into every podcast we've done has ended up like this we wrote except into ohio except one <laughs> from ohio into indiana indiana Illinois, into missouri into tulsa oklahoma and that last day was that's over a thousand miles. That's but you like drove in one day. We rode in one day. How many right. miles did you go? You know, I want to say r- because of we had some detours, almost twelve hundred. Just that's about like in about nineteen and a half, nineteen hours, nineteen and a half. So that was straight back. Yeah, like uh, there was just like r- just burnt pounding that road. How, how many? How many? How many times did you stop? Every time we needed to get gas when we're at about like how many, um, mi- how many miles? Well, you whenever we probably had about thirty miles left in our three tank, we could probably stop three hundred on a tank. Three. Uh, I could probably get like two fifty two on a tank. Yeah, it's a six I gallon go. tank. Yeah, yeah, I figured on the road small, glide. Yeah, but yeah, like the, by the end of it, my everything how was numb and how sore. How did your hands feel? Well, they were numb. Like <laughs> they were both numb. Half they were my numb. Hands, half <laughs> like that was a dumb question. Half my <laughs> hands were numb, and I'm like, I still have a. F- when we got to St. Louis, his hands were like this. The whole <laughs> yeah, I was riding on that bike, and every I was doing Bakram bi- yoga back there <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> your bike's not raked very much, is it? So you're not. Well, I don't think I've ever seen your bike besides pictures. So I can't. It's really uh, yeah, he, he well, this is a road glide special. I have 14 inch ape hangers. Which just put me at about shoulder right. level. So it's not like it. No, not I'm not layer. like. That's annoying. I'm not Tired. doing pull-ups on that thing. <laughs> but uh, I, I have my props feet. Props to people that can ride those. Dude, they're like, I, I've tried riding <laughs> Hey, yo, my boy Oso's got a cholo bike. I, yeah. awesome. I got a buddy back in Florida that has one. And I tried riding it, and I felt bad because I almost crashed it. Dude, and I never get one, one again. And I can ride a bike really good. I used to have a Kawasaki Ninja. So I can ride a bike really good. But I would never even attempt. I wouldn't do it on a Ninja. But that would be a cool challenge. There's well, people that do that, like they ride across the country on cry truckers. Yeah, that's different. But that that I that's I don't know if I could handle. That. I trained jujitsu and all this other. I, I would fall asleep. What? I can fall asleep in that position. Well, the oh, nice. I would not go that. There's no. no it's way. not comfortable. It's not a comfortable. I ride. actually put my on feet a, up. A sport bike on the. 
No. I, I rode with a my sport bike. Feet. Is not. I mean, a cruiser is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I would not. I mean, I owned a, cru- a sport sport bike forever. And even even no those guys way. that are on enduros, like I. I well, can't. it's a, it's how you ride. It's a certain riding position, yeah. which makes it. I know I ride. Yeah, but oh, yeah, yeah. on it's a same level. I'm on preaching a to the choir. On a ninja, <laughs> there's no way I would attempt. I mean, I you know you go out and you go 180 miles an hour. That's the point of a ninja. Yeah, like that. Or a Ducati. I I mean, people try to go that fast. That's why I don't have a bike anymore because you get to 100 on a Harley and you're like. Well, you're gonna <laughs> rattle apart, you know. <laughs> it gets, uh, I mean, it gets a little rattling at times, but it's fun. Like the the motorcycle club world and riding fast and going, hanging out with your brothers in different states. He said you're trying to kind of change that point of that club, kind of help try and change the image of motorcycle. Well, well that's just one of our sta- mission statements. We want to first and foremost help veterans in the community where we can and uh, help repre- put forth a better image of bikers because we're not all crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, we're I, we're people that like to some of my wear leather when it's hot. Some of my best friends in uh, Oklahoma are, uh, you know, Matt and Freddie, you met him at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's a Marine too. Yeah. Um, they're, they're huge in the bike. And me. Uh, Corita is a, um, she's from Finland. Finland? Yeah. She's really cool. She works at the Harley dealership in town. So which one? Um, What's her Myer, name? Meyer Corita. Oh, I know. I know her. Do you really? What from from Myers? From yeah. Like from she Myers. would recognize yeah. me. I recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell her. He knows her from the back. She no, I don't. She was uh, <laughs> a nice lady. She is super nice. Uh, she was she was my neighbor. Uh, she lived right across the street from us at our old house. Hey, this is um, everything on the table, man. Her and uh, <laughs> her and Matt, her new husband. I met her originally when she had a, another husband. He's a marine, right? Yeah, National Marine. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah, Combat Marine. Steve met him at my <laughs> Super Bowl party when the Bucks kicked the si- Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, their Matt. only ring. Oh, the two Matt, rings. They got Matt, two rings. if you're listening. They got two sorry. rings, right? He's a Chiefs fan. I'm sorry. Two rings? Two rings. 2002 and 2000. And that'll be the last 2020, ring? I mean. That'll be the no, last one. Uh, this year. Like Tom Brady came back for... Is he ever going to retire? He came back? Yeah, yeah. He only retired. He's only retired for 38 days. That was a really quick retirement. Money's too good. Maybe he just loves the game. Giselle probably said, is this how it's going to be? Go back to work. (laughs) He's like, hey, look, stop your shit. (laughs) Stop fucking around. Get back to work. Once a competitor, always (laughs) a competitor. I I can relate. I I mean, he probably, that's that's his life. Listen, I'll be in a a walk in a cane before somebody tells me. I I was going to say, I can 100% relate. I can 100% relate. There's old people competing. Because I, you know, like, just in anything, you know, from bodybuilding to fitness to this, like it's, you know, it's all I can relate. I don't, I, I can't ever give any of it up. Well, we're at an hour and 15 minutes, so I think that uh, it's a good place to wrap it up. Well, man, it was, this was a fun one. It was I fun. Thank you. I enjoyed talking about the both martial arts and all that stuff. We, we try to get a part two in, so we'll definitely get you back yeah, on. Yeah, that, that was a... That was just one small aspect. Yeah, I like it. I'd love to dive deep in some to some other the other stuff that you kind of touched the surface on and um, dive deeper into it. And uh, we'll definitely have you back on. It was a lot of fun. Appreciate where it. Can, uh, bigger, bigger hat. I know we said it earlier, but <laughs> where can <laughs> yeah, we got to get you a bigger hat. Where can people find you? Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Instagram, I'm Warrior Sage Confuses. Uh, I have a YouTube channel which is the same, Warrior Sage Confuses, which is mainly just a bunch of videos of. Training martial arts, some your Facebook unedited tournament video. My Facebook's just Jason Pulaski. Can you, you spell a, that for us people who cannot spell? 
P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I. There you go. I didn't do spelling for Marine, um, so. We actually have a full official sponsor of the podcast, Anchor. Hey. They, they're an official podcast sponsor. They are monetized us, so thank you, Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Thank you guys <coughs> so much. Uh, shout out to Break New Ground. Hold up. Oh, wait, I don't have, I'm not live on camera, so. Uh, Monkey Tape, uh, Choke Lab, Submit Your Friends, and... Yeah, shout out to you, man. Red Thank Tom. you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this. This was oh, fun. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, man. I love what you guys do here. And, uh, That's what it's all about, man. We if you're rise. listening, support Cohesion. We're, we're we rise by lifting others. Super glad to have you here and super glad to have you on the podcast. Those awesome. that are listening, Thank make you. sure you check out Mr. Jason Ellison's artwork yes. on all platforms. Yeah, hit us up if you're interested. We, if you can't find him, Jason Ellison on Facebook. For tattoo um, work, paintings, music, yeah, if you're, if you're a music venue in town and you li- happen to be listening, hit us up. We'll get you in contact with him. He loves to uh, do all kinds of stuff. So. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Peace out.